0: Listen and subscribe to the Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Blurred Lines. This is your man, Cam. With me, as always, is...
1: The other Cam, a.k.a. The Prodigal Son, a.k.a. Destruction.
2: (laughs) As well as... Oh, is that all? Jeez. (laughs) Uh, uh, This is Josh, a.k.a... The Sandman, a.k.a. Morpheus, a.k.a. the, the Dreamer.
0: And with us as well?
3: The most cynical, the most misanthropic, <laughs> and the most intelligent <laughs> professor of all. A.k.a. Death. <laughs> <laughs> <People> <laughs> of death. stars with D, and <laughs> there you go.
0: Film death. Uh, <laughs> the
3: whole family have, here.
0: As you might have seen, we are talking to the Sandman. Came out on Netflix, uh, the great, great, great story by Neil Gaiman, um, legendary at this point. Yeah, um, comic world, and now I'm glad that the the regular people are starting to understand because like a lot of people were like, "Oh, is this a comic." So, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, guys, what? Give me you guys like first impressions, just when you guys kind of you know wrapped it
1: up. Uh, uh, can I start real quick because I'm the probably the least uh, familiar with Sandman. It's one of those comics that I I've always heard about, mm-hmm. kind of like The Watchmen. But yep. never got around to reading or or just like really peeping. It's funny, and a lot of
3: people have that same story with Sandman yep. and Watchmen. Yeah. I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it or, or I mean, read it. But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So,
1: so, so, with that said, I was very intrigued. I read American Gods. Um, there's a sh- another show on um, Netflix, I can't think of it, that he has um, that I'm intrigued to watch. And so I was like, okay, let me get a Sandman because I've heard so many good things about it. Watched it. And the cool part for me personally is that I, I'm a fan of Constantine. Anything related to Constantine, I'm a Pete. And I was uh very intrigued by the other show, Lucifer, which I didn't know tied in into the whole Sandman uh world. Yeah. So yeah. being that with that being said, I was like, it's rare for me to see DC get wins. Mm-hmm. And then like outside of animation to see a good fantastic imaginative world being put together for this because this is an ambitious project and I, from what i read a lot of people tried to make this project happen and somebody was smart enough to make this a seat a series and I, I i thought this was cool the, the vignettes the short stories to getting me to understand sandman and at the end of the day i think this is going to f- pivot me into go reading more material and really getting into the world of who dream is or morpheus in that whole world and and really become a fan I, I i like what i watched on netflix even though i'm coming from the outside looking in so my expectations were non-existent i didn't know what to expect so it was cool mm-hmm.
0: yeah man it was one of those things where yeah it's like it's a you know it's up there with watchmen and and all that so terms of like the greatest comics and all that kind of stuff and like i thought they just did a real thing one they got a nice budget <laughs> yeah. and then two they too, all the concept artists and everyone else, they really did their thing, where like they really made sure that this world got fleshed out, looked amazing. And then and then I thought they did a good job with the casting too. I thought casting from top to bottom, like it all like there was no one I thought did a bad job. Like uh like uh desire was he was awesome. Freaking death was great too. Um, and it was funny because I remember when death got first announced, um, it was automatically like, hey. You know cuz of course like all stuff death in the comics is a pale pale white chick and whatever whatever um and so i thought she um the casting was great and spot on and it, she did, did definitely a definitely good balance and the dude they picked as Man like he killed that shit like
3: it like yeah he was he was great and i thought the look they yes. did was grounded in a way that honored the comics but didn't make it look hokey you yeah. know that's one of the mm-hmm. things that the walking dead struggled with um some things just don't visually translate as well on screen and and the thing about dream and all of the endless is that they're primordial beings so in the comics they look humanoid but they also look not human um uh, and i think you got that sense with um what was his name tom St- stuart Stutterich, i forget his uh his, his how to pronounce his last name but the actor that plays morpheus you know has that sort of deadpan but it's not a laziness in performance as much as it is trying to show that distance between mortal being and and a being that's literally existed for as long as existence as yeah as existed exactly so, so yeah it was a good, good first uh, impressions of, of uh sandman they really did the visual magic is Amazingly well done. Um, you know, there's a great scene as we all talked about uh, the, the that they pull from the comic, but a, a duel between Morpheus and Lucifer Morningstar, which again is, I always talk about certain stories just really doing magic horribly, <laughs> but this was an, a good example of of magic. And having two primordial entities battle each other, and visualize that in a way that human uh, mortals can un- can understand. I thought yeah. that was cool.
0: Yeah, it was dope. And I think that I like to also, you know, they give you a good flesh out of, of all of the the realms, and you also got to see, you know, the types of magic. And you get to see the meddling of humans and their hubris, and because of their hubris, certain they affect things. Yeah, and so I like that's the one thing I like. You know, a lot of it was that like humans were meddling and stuff, and and their hubris is really basically was, was fucking them up. Um, right, and then I like that you know, and then also for uh, Morpheus to, I like that you know he he actually learned from his 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 captivity where right. he tried to come trying to come back like he was before, and people were kind of smacking him around, and then when he had to like you know again being a quote, being a, essentially a god, and then being trapped for like x amount of times. It definitely does a does a number
3: on you yeah but you know the good thing i think the cool thing that how they played it off was that was a part that had to be unpacked a little bit because what is time to someone who's endless yeah you know like he was trapped for i think a hundred or so years 70 some years but to him it was blink of an eye it was a blink and you know a blip you know in comparison to the how frustrated you saw the human characters who trapped him you know for them that time was wasted for him it's like well (laughs) you know at some point i will get out of here it's just a matter Mm of waiting you know
2: yeah nah definitely josh what you got um i mean it, it it's rare that you get something that's that close and that true to the books yeah, um, I, geez, when did the, you remember when those came out, Cam? Oh man, 80s? 80s, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I was, like, so I was
2: in junior high school 80s. when I read it? Yeah. and I definitely don't remember that I was anti DC, so I read it, but I didn't keep it, like, I traded it away, um, which was in hindsight really foolish, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh no i did not need you to say yeah d <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it was I, that was one of the few things that i had in my possession i have all of them and it's one of the few things that i had in my possession i that i truly fully regret trading away that was a, that was a dummy move on my part um my thing with sam man because i had the whole collection
3: and in- it just disappeared because oh. it got lost so my story is
2: worse than yours yeah, right. <laughs> no well, yours was by accident mine was deliberate <laughs> yeah okay well, it
1: came out in 89 okay yeah, I mean, that, that sounds about right, right. yeah yeah right. so i was in high
2: school then. Yeah. um it's rare that you get something that's this true to the book um and kudos to neil gaiman who Probably fielded something around the line along the lines of about 20 years, maybe 25 years worth of offers. Oh, yeah, before he before he settled on Netflix and their take on it because yeah. the people were just gonna do all kinds of foolishness. You know, all oh, yeah, of the fuck shit. And, he, and I think also,
0: like, I think also seeing what happened to Alan Moore and all, a lot of his projects, I think oh, he was kind of yeah, like, let, yeah, let, yeah. let me chill, let me chill and, and find something that's really. people that are actually going to do it like justice and i thought that was something that like you can definitely tell it took a while and like you know he was pretty happy in terms of uh, how it came out and like he was talking about it on uh twitter he's you know and but i think Me, it was like one of those things where, like, this this is done so well, like, kind of like what Cam was saying, like, you kind of cursorily know some of the world now. You're involved, you're like, oh, okay, you're in it, yeah. You want to hear, you want to learn more about you know Constantine and you know Lucifer and like that kind of stuff. And, like, and in the comics, they do that, they're really good, it's a really fleshed out story. Constantine's an awesome character, yeah. And Mm -hmm. and that's Constantine's probably the one, like. Shining like arrowverse moment <laughs> that like consistently no matter and, and it it deals with the actor as well but like he's mm-hmm. consist, he was a consistently cool character no matter what dumbness they put him in like how did, how did you guys
2: feel how did you guys feel about the gender flip for oh,
3: Lucifer oh for not Nancy. for uh, for Nancy. 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 Constantine. I, you know, I thought it was okay. I was fine with it. B, a, because the actress was really good in how the actor was great in how she, uh in her performance of Constantine, it didn't feel like a different character. It felt yeah. like the same slime yep. ball that you that, that <laughs> can use that, that is a great magic user. Like that's, yep. that's what I, that's what I felt. Yep. And so I think, because the essence is there, it just didn't. It just didn't occur. Plus, knowing a little bit of the history of the comic, there is a Joanna Constantine in yeah, yeah comic. Yeah. yeah, and so that was- wasn't something that they just made up or just yeah, decided. They just reversed it instead yeah. of the the John Constantine being the present day Constantine. He was the ancestor in the TV series, yeah. and the and Joanna was the present day. That that's yeah, that's it. And Mm -hmm. I I think that was a
0: good move because I think for the the people that know the Constantine character from the DC stuff and then not, and then not seeing him would probably be jarring or just wouldn't work. Like, you know, and I thought Mm -hmm. she did a great job. Like, like, like you said, straight straight up dirt bag, like, you know, very like, you know, all that. But I thought that was a great job because um, I would say like, yeah, her character death, both of them were like their screen times when they were on screen, they fucking murdered that. Yeah, they like, commanded,
3: yeah. they command the screen. You wanted to see see more of them. And, and I think that was the case for a lot of, a lot of things. As much as the story is about dream, it's really about the people, the end of the characters he encounters and yeah. the stories that he encounters and the dreams that he encounters. Yeah. um, You know, and I think that the best example of that is with the episode 11, with the, the, uh, <laughs> Thousand cats and uh, ca- uh, calliope. Calliope. I was like, <laughs> I was say, callope, cantaloupe,
0: cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was a good episode too because it was dope. Because again, what dreams married? What he had a kid? Like, we didn't hear none of that shit. They're like, we, we fight all this out, and then the way they kind of play it out too. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I like that you know, as you're starting to find these different layers, and like, okay, they had a falling out, they're not talking anymore, but then she's in this dire strait. Reaches out to him and he, he shows up. And he's almost like, Of course, I would have showed up. But I like that they, like, again, every piece was just showing more about what he's been up to and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. The um, the other one episode I liked was the, uh, oh, the uh, Let's Meet Every 100 Years, uh, Immortals You.
3: That was my favorite, yeah, too. That right? was great. Yeah. yeah. That was
0: uh, the Immortal. The oh, yeah. that, that was dope. It was just, it was, it, again, it was another one where it's like, you could tell, like, he, yeah, he doesn't have any friends. <laughs>
3: Yeah. And and that is that was a great episode, actually. That ground. might be my favorite of the series.
2: Yeah. And, that, and
3: that's magic grounded in something really human. Like the we're often questioning our mortality and the idea of what would we what would life be like if we could live forever, but then only you as an individual, meaning The people you care about that you love that you the life you build will it will inevitably fall into dust but you will keep going on is there is there a point in which you really do long because i also like that they presented death as being as misunderstood as as it is in life which is for dream he doesn't see death as something bad and 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 for the endless when they, they believe that death is actually giving mortals a gift that they could, you know, that, that they can't experience. So it, I thought that dynamic was great because we see death as not this grim reaper, not the, for not the, uh, the herald of the end, but possibly uh, the start of something entirely different. And yeah, and so that magical realism really pushed that forward visually, because um, there was there was no despair about death.
0: Yeah, and I like that she kind of and that was a great about episode. That, too. that was a great episode because I like that she's like she's kind of saying she's like, "Yo, this is my job," and then when, when my job's done, and you know, and I like that she was there was no maliciousness behind it. She was just like, "This is a, a fact of life that this is what has to happen. Uh, this is my job. Your job is do the dream stuff. My job is do the death stuff." But I like hanging out with the humans sometimes and comforting them and like talking to them and all that kind of stuff. So I thought. That was a good depiction and a good like. If you've never seen the death character in the comics at all, like that little bit bite that people got was a good uh, snapshot. Mm-hmm. And I think um, even like you said with the uh, the old the uh, I like that dream was very like intrigued that he would uh, he would assume that this human would want to actually die at some point. And every single time he's like, "Nah, I'm good, dude." <laughs>
3: <laughs> but even even at the end of his like desperate speech of like. <laughs> And i had to watch them all die and it was just horrible and you do this and then and dream is like so are you ready to die finally he's like what no
1: slow down me. turbo yeah. uh no, I, no. I i thought it was cur- cool that episode in particular is that that um it did Teach someone who's isolated above and beyond anything mere mortals can comprehend to understand humans, right. and it took death. which you think death comes when we think of death? Swift, cold, calculated, it just comes without warning. To sh- to have compassion, they humanize death. You know, but it took death out of all of the the seven family members to show dream because you think dream when I hear the word dream hope uh, positive things right but it took the opposite depth to show dream to not be so negative and look at the other side of humans because she knew what he was going through and she was like if you do this in my opinion this is going to teach you more about compassion empathy etc etc to have a deeper understanding about this world and how you interact with it and how you're able to go about doing your job You know, because as the story goes and I'm getting I might be getting a a, a taste of who Morpheus is in the beginning, being this this cold character. But as the series wanes down, you get to see more of his his softer side. Like the first impression I saw is when he when he uh, was helping John and Constantine retrieve his sandbag and he was like, all right, we got it. Let's go. And she was like, hold on. (laughs) My friend's suffering, blah, blah, blah. And he found it in his heart. To at least give her some type of peace, you know what I'm saying? And as the series goes along, we see more and more of those moments. And when that scene came up with him, uh, granting his dude life and meeting every 100 years to get a, a story, because it took like three, four hundred years before a dude really got to the meat of like what it is to be human, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It, it was like he still was moving the same way. And then when he finally, at the end of the episode, was like, someone to call my friend. Boom, we have a moment, we have a, a, an epiphany of some sort to see that Sandman has changed. And they mentioned that his uh, his librarian, everybody did when he came back from being captured, everybody was like, You something's different about you, bro. And he didn't want to admit it because he was like, I'm never changing, I'm I'm always a constant. I was like, No, everything changes, even uh, what's the character's name that he was chasing throughout the whole series with the glasses? Um, forgive oh, me, the
3: if, uh, Corinthian,
1: the Corinthian even yeah. said, You changed, bro. He was like, "I've changed." He was like, "Everybody changed." I think part of that uh, underlying thing was change, and you know, yeah. all yeah. the characters changed, so it was cool.
3: And there, yeah. and it's an irony of of effects when you have an uh, an entity that's called Dream of the Endless. He's Dream, which which elicits the thought of endless possibility, infinity, and he's trapped in in a cage. Um, but before that, he that was the most time he had spent actually with humans and beginning to understand them before that, just being the sort of overseer of their dreams, he served a function as opposed to being able to really interact. And that's what death was saying that at some point she stopped just being the function of death and she started to understand why? Because she couldn't understand why people feared death, why humans feared death, why they did everything to avoid death. When in the mind of some of an entity that cannot die, that cannot end. Why would you want to go on forever? Right? They don't have a choice. And I think that's an irony, uh, an ironic fact that uh, allows the story to be even more enriched is because you don't have these primordial entities well maybe desire and and uh despair but um death and dream eventually understand that humans have really have an advantage because we can die we can end our lives are appreciated because we go through that one moment of, in space and time and it's captured there but they they're just forever they just go on and on that yep. function as a cog in a in the celestial cosmic machine yep and i like how like even with like you know
0: desires machinations it was kind of like ah oh, didn't work this time well i'll get you next time
2: <laughs> <laughs> even if you look at how uh how De- how how his sister death finds him in the park moping Feeding pigeons, just like, oh, oh. um, <laughs> yeah, and just like, what is wrong with you? Come <laughs> on, man. And and it was great how that episode sort of developed and how his character sort of came out of the malaise that you found him in by the time mm. he gets to that, to the beginning of that episode. Like, it wasn't just she snapped him out of it, he's still kind of mopey. Yeah. But by the time he gets to granting uh, homie immortality, just to see what happens that's where you start to see like his his um his observation of the human condition and what it means to be human sort of informs his godhood yeah yeah and that's where i think this the show starts to take a certain amount of where, where it starts to catch pace really 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 well because at first you just kind of feel like oh there's a guy who captured you know the entity dream and He's there for a hundred year or for almost a hundred years. He's sitting there with his leg crossed, and the raven dies. But then another raven pops up. So you just like, eh, you know, okay, whatever. Not whatever. <laughs> it's still good, but I don't think you really get to the humanizing aspects of what they do with that character no. until you start to see the episode with death. Until you start to see the episode where he befriends dude who he grants immortality. Yeah. Um, and, and, Until he goes on an actual hero's
3: journey. And that's yeah. where start, yeah. yep. that's when you start to see who this entity that's called Dream is and why we should care about him. And what makes him unique? Because, again, he is, for all, for lack of a better word, a god, a, an entity, a cosmic right. being that cannot die, will not die, um, and will exist as long as mortals exist. So until there's no mortal or nothing that's uh, able to dream, he'll go on, um, mm-hmm. and and so that becomes a challenge for the storytelling. To how to, it's the same, you know. Uh, we talked about American Gods, and this is one of the, the best things about Guyman is that he finds these fantastic, fantastical uh, characters and figures, and and brings them down to a grounded level so that you're not just seeing uh, uh gods but you're seeing gods through the filter of 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 humanity which is yeah. uh how we understand gods to begin with we we understand them through how we understand ourselves look at all of the stories about you know the greek pantheon the the the, the norse mythology all these are stories that when you strip away the fan, the fantastical elements they're just human narratives
1: yeah, can that I, I add on? Oh, sorry, okay, go, ahead. go ahead, Cam. I want to add on to that. That name, Gaiman has a propensity to, and from the, f- the few stories I read, that he, ma- he again he makes these larger than life characters, flawed, weakness, the people they hold dominion or the subjects they hold dominion of, mm-hmm. especially the mm-hmm. American God <laughs> and yep. uh um Jesus Christ, Sandman and Sandman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it's like if you don't dream, there is no.
3: There's no trick. Right. And yeah, American right. gods,
1: if you don't believe, like that was a whole war. Yeah. When you stop believing, that's when a god loses his power.
3: That's when they stop. Yeah. But
1: but they're, from the outside looking in, they're more powerful than the regular human. But we really the human, excuse me. They get uh, and, their and that story has the real power yeah right.
3: yeah and isn't and, uh, that the case with everything what yep. about government what about yep. um things money. like like, money. like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like every guy every god power to exists the people. exactly exists in the in the minds of humans so we yep. don't know that and that's not to say for the listeners who are religious that there is no god i don't i'll leave that up to someone else to decide but you know at the end of the day these things exist and so that's why it was great about gaiman and and dream and all that like like um dream tells is a despair he tells that our desire is like you know oh you just don't get it like <laughs> we don't exist they don't exist to serve us we exist because they believe we exist yep. because they believe in us
0: yeah so and you know
3: and, and i like how they reinforce
0: that with the uh the cats um short yeah it's yes. cool because I was like, when I saw it, I was like, wait, where, where is this song? What's going yeah, on? Yeah. <laughs> and then, they, they, and then they, and it comes around, and I was like, oh, this is dope. Because, it, again, it just reinforces that same theme that they have running through this whole thing, which I thought was awesome. And then I like that, um, you know, even with, like, the Corinthian as well, right? Like, he's a nightmare. And he inspired a whole, you know, was just, since Dream's gone, he's like, cool, I, I'm basically going to do my own inspiring and the, the the serial the serial convention was actually pretty hilarious. The way they that it, was like, brilliant. Oh, it was, they put it, it,
3: it together was so and, gnarly and brilliant yeah. at the same time. I mean, I, I,
1: I like that that if this is under DC or Vertical, that they always have these dark ass like they made it a little lighthearted in the show, but I can imagine what this read like in the comic. Oh, it was,
3: <laughs> and and just um, even the like I was saying, I you know the DC how present BC is in this series, you would never know unless you looked it up or you were familiar.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You
3: know, Wonder Woman's daughter is there
2: and, and, and uh, one of the yeah. Dr. Fates is there. I won't yep. say who yeah. they yeah. are. Wonder Woman's yep. daughter was uh, her friend was, um was the, the, the dream Vortex's friend Lyta, Right. right. Well, yeah. well, yeah,
3: well, I wasn't going to say, I was going to let the audience, the, Listener, go out and look it up themselves. We didn't but well
2: everything else. I mean,
3: <laughs> we. I guess you're right. We have all, most of it, but yeah. Uh, what's her name? Lyda. That's that's Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor's daughter in, um, in the Golden in, Age. In, in the Golden Age, yes, um, hasn't been for a long time, but yeah, in the Golden Age, uh, as well as her husband is the son of the character that plays her dead husband is the son of. Uh, Shayara and um Carter Hall, aka Hawk right. and Hawk yeah. Man and Woman.
0: Yep, 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 yep. So they did a lot of um real like little little pieces of just like drop it in there, and I thought that was a great job because again, it's not overly overly explained, but if you did find it, then you would it would just adds another layer to it. Yeah, yeah,
3: definitely. And Guyman was always good at writing for DC, I think for an outside author who has created his own world he's given them a lot of a lot of um because lucifer i mean that character is straight up from neil gaiman and um you know a lot of a lot of the characters that he has created have been incorporated into other dc like even john d doctor destiny he was he was the main villain in the uh else worlds on arrowverse uh, story yeah. Yeah, um, you know, so there's he's given them a lot to work with over the years, and it's always great. So I'm I'm glad that the Sandman is on screen because he held out just like uh a lot of authors of his sort of cohort did with their with their stuff and it's paying off big time for
1: him. Yeah, the, 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 the one, one thing I, I thought, mind. yeah, the, the one thing I thought was pretty cool was when in Sandman they referenced that. You know, when he left his post, they didn't know why. But it was like, oh yeah, this is not the first time someone's left their post. <laughs> then it and then it goes back to me, which is a yeah, yeah, but it, but it also <laughs> it took me back to the Lucifer series because what that's what I'm did, talking about. Yeah, did, yep. he yep. left his post because he's like, I don't want to do this anymore, and he abandoned yep. being the the yep. uh, the prince of hell. And I didn't really put two and two together. I was like, that was Lucifer's whole premise—just leaving <laughs> his post.
3: Yeah, and just and being
1: human and understanding what it means to be human and doing something different. He didn't want to be the the guy that was the, the hell incarnate. You know, well <laughs>
3: in the in the series they sort of to to soften it. They make it seem as if he wants to be human. Yeah, in truth, Lucifer left hell to come to Earth to be decadent, <laughs> to yeah. do whatever he wants because one. he is one of the most powerful entities in the world. He just stopped caring about overthrowing God and, and ruling hell he just yeah. wanted to live his, to live a life that he wanted and um, that's what made the story interesting but no he wasn't interested in being in fact he, Lucifer was selling was was collecting souls <laughs> <By> somebody, <laughs> selling dreams and no pun intended and, and so he wasn't he was an anti-hero through and through um, And but um, yeah they hint at that heavily. And also a great moment was when Dream makes reference of hope and all that hope yeah. of returning home that straight up Paradise Lost because uh, um, Milton asked uh, Lucifer because you see when he says that Lucifer kind of almost tears up for a moment because the Paradise Lost version of Lucifer isn't an evil devil that just hated mankind the paradise lost lucifer and the gaiman lucifer is the loyal faithful son who said father why are we why are we asked to bow to these petty murderous creatures (laughs) (laughs) and god said uh because i said so now go (laughs) and and so that was that was um clearly visually shown that even though lucifer is where where he is he still he still pines for heaven for a return to heaven yeah and yeah. a return to god's good graces and i
0: like that that because then you know even with the the lucifer series i remember when it first came out it was like oh you know the devil's too sexy why 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 is the lucifer so sexy <laughs> and again trying to uh, to mix up for the lucifer in the series um and this to the end in the books as well it adds that level of just like yo it's you know people have a vision of what the devil is quote unquote and they right. always want to keep and they always want to keep that that specific image but then when you mm-hmm. start to show a hey, maybe the maybe lucifer has uh, other machinations mother maybe maybe this that and then you know people are evidently will hold on to what they assume the devil is quote unquote
3: right and, and then, should be
0: referring to them as they <laughs> They, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that and, and, yep, <laughs> and but it even you know, the depiction of um hell with all the demons and stuff like that, and I and like I like how they um were you know show that as well. And but it was cool because I think overall, especially for Sandman, you know, for someone so uh powerful. And then, like, you know, his his quote-unquote trinkets got lost. <laughs> and he had to, like, sit there and go find it. And then, you know, again, this stuff's not for humans, but the humans are out here rocking with it, thinking they can do what they want. Like, it goes back to the hubris of uh, humans, which is kind of a, a theme almost through all almost all the episodes. And that's it's a theme
3: in all of fantasy. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, basically.
3: <laughs> My favorite yeah. moment is when uh, Patton Oswalt's, uh uh, the the raven or the crow is like, listen, man. I know I've only been dead for a little bit, uh, and a bird for a little while, <laughs> but trust me, saying this as a human, you cannot trust them. I was, <laughs> you cannot <laughs> trust humans. And he was talking about Joanna Constantine. <laughs> so it, it's as much as the the fantasy elements are great just the interactions between the characters and, and the way they're written is very, um, very much like Gaiman's work, which is yeah. a mixture of of the high fantasy with a little bit of horror, but not too much horror with some mm-hmm. comedy and with some some good hearted fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then one of the other um, standout characters was uh, Lucian's character. And I thought like the casting was great. And I like that it took him a while to realize how important Lucien was in his whole realm in terms of how people looked at mm-hmm. stuff. You know, he was mm-hmm. he's sitting there like, yo, man, I am the man. I'm supposed to be doing all this stuff, but then he, you know, everyone's like, yeah, but you were gone, so someone had to run this shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah she, he, she, he was definitely like, it's cool that you hand, held it down for like 100 years. I've been <laughs> doing this forever. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, hey, let me ask, <laughs> let, let ask y'all this. What,
1: what made him come back and apologize? What was the turning point where he was like, yo, I was tripping. He's like, I want to highlight your importance I don't want to downplay it he was just like if
2: i remember if I remember correctly uh somebody else sent him like and kind of like made him realize that that every part is important and I think sort of reiterated that you know lucian kind of was you while you were gone was you it know, the pumpkin what? hit yeah you know, he was pumpkin one part. It was a, yeah. It was, yeah he was one bit it was,
3: was a combination something. of a few things said yeah. to and then yeah, show. Pumpkinhead shows up yeah yeah cuz Pumpkinhead said something oh i think it was when oh he was the- like should
1: i tell Lucian yeah, and he was like, he was "Why like, are you telling like, her?" I'm the one telling. And he was like, "But he was like, you know what? Never mind." <laughs> yeah,
3: because he like quickly was like, "Uh, I might shouldn't have said that to the king." Yeah. <laughs> right, because uh, he definitely didn't respond well. So yeah, yeah no, nah, it was it was. Um, I think it was a combination of a
2: few things that made him. Yeah, like, it was it was a realize that one episode, but somebody 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 asked him something, and then he res- he responded harshly. About Lucy, he was like, well, "Again, why is everybody going to this check?" And they were, and and I, I forget who it was, but someone was like, "Well, she kind of ran things while you were gone." She. It might have
3: been Cain or Abel. I think it was one. It was Cain exactly. or Abel that said yes. that to him. Yes. It was um, Kane, it when was he Kane brought them to, um, I the. I it was when he brought them the new dragon. Yes. And yeah. said yep. something along the lines and, about the gargoyle. Yeah, on the Gargoyle, that's what it exactly what it was, the Gargoyle. And they but by the way, Kane and Abel were brilliant. They were, <laughs> they were I just could not get enough of those guys. Like they were hilarious.
0: Yeah, I think that they their their dynamic was dope, and even and then again, again, is another diamond of like you know taking something that was existing and then put a nice little twist to it and then adding something another layer to it so it's like oh yeah. well, I've heard the story of Cain and Abel and then you're like whoa that's that's not the story I've seen before.
1: <laughs> I, I, I like that Neil Gaiman again that my, my short uh experience with his stuff is that he takes real world elements and puts a spin on it like the whole yeah. like in American gods his belief in East or the whole Easter concept the whole Jesus concept the whole Odin and how we perceive it throughout history. Yeah. And he does the same in uh in, in Sandman, how we perceive some of these like just like uh I mean what's the word you call it but the, the the thing of desire how we perceive it but how it's looked upon in this world you know yeah. and saying with dream and how it's looked upon and how he's all powerful and it it just peels back layers. So I like that Neil and I'm I'm expressing this Poorly, but I just like how he builds on those like simple concepts and makes a whole world around it that just yeah. gives a whole new spin to heroes and villains and this whole fantastical idea of something that we in real life take for granted. I think you know, yes, yeah. he's way. reversed
3: that a lot. I mean, I think one of the, what you pointed out about the irony of of you know how he positions really what he did in american gods was just position it with the original myths um with easter and with 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 um specifically with the vikings we know marvel odin but the norse odin was a bloodthirsty uh, uh, wanted blood like like wanted that type of sacrifice made to him uh to his to his name and that's how that a lot of those those um, Norse mytho- mythological and Scandinavian myths are told, and 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 so I think that's what American guys did was just what he did best was just strip away the sort of modern idea of those figures. So Odin is the All Father, and you know this old man that looks almost like Gandalf, and it's true, but he's also uh, he's also a capricious god. Who enjoys? Who wants his sub? Who's the way his subjects have to worship him is by waging war and murdering and reaping and pillaging. Yeah, by exactly. Way.
0: So I think now I would say for our final words, instead of like you know, I would think what well, what do you what do you what do you hope, do you hope that happens with this uh, Sandman series and stuff? Because you know, again, it hasn't got renewed yet, quote unquote, as always, but. would you uh what would you hope that it was what do you think it's gonna be next for salmon Um, you just you just
1: answered it for me (laughs) renew renew it (laughs) that's it keep it going like i said i'm not familiar with the 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 comic itself in its entirety but uh from what i saw in the series i'm gonna read the comic but i want them to continue something good and from what i heard even this good great show that's getting a lot of reviews is still on the cusp of getting a re uh, a a second season so you know, maybe I have to go in and watch it all in its entirety. And I just saw a tweet about something real quick. Uh, let the episode play out to its end because I guess it helps its numbers. And because I tend to, like, stop it when the credits roll just to get to the next episode. Maybe I'll rewatch the season and just have it playing in the background so they can get <laughs> the numbers up. If that's the case, so we can get a season two because this is one of them cool ones. Because, like I said, uh, the, the guy that created uh, – the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I can't think of his name right now. Alan Moore, Alan Moore his stuff has been butchered. So to <laughs> see gaming stuff translate well to the big screen, I just wanted a second season and if possible, third if they want to take it there. So let's keep it moving.
3: Alan Moore said yes too many times, but he learned, yeah. he learned, yeah. Eventually. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: nah, he definitely did because I think that's, I mean, and also too, this I for me, I hope that they, of course, renew it that's one, but then also. That they actually like, you know, because they because the world of the Sandman is so vast that like this could easily be spinoffs and small one one like I hope they do more um, anthology stuff. That would be amazing. Like mm. they just maybe they just do a series of just like shorts, like they did like the the eleventh episode where it was just two you know two short um, situations. Um, I think because like the world is so vast that it would be fun for them to do a lot more anthology type stuff. And, you know, you know, I know a lot of people are already like, oh, you know, you know, Death should have her own series. And this person, like, I don't really care about all that. Like, just tell good stories. <laughs> keep the same quality. Yeah. Like, like we don't need, if, they, if, if all they can do is just, uh, you know, 10 episodes every time, hey, it's quality. That's all we care. I'm not, Do not melt this dry like every other, you know, yeah. IP that kind of comes in and they just like, oh, we're going to build a universe. We're going to have this, that. Like, nah, yeah. man, let's just, like, enjoy it and, like, tell a good story. Uh, yeah. Josh,
2: uh, I'm in agreement with everything you just said. Um, I think I think they, they've done a great job of building a world around uh, around the character. I think they did it right, and I think they it's it's funny because while everything sort of interconnects, it also felt a little anthology like you know it felt like yeah. were, yeah. there were aspects of it very like, much yeah, you know, he's just going about, you know, being dream and, you know, studying the human condition, but also like the fact that, you know, a bunch of people fell asleep uh, mm-hmm. and when, he, when he was gone and uh, the woman that was asleep for a hundred years becomes the grandmother, great, the great-grandmother, great-grandmother of the of, the, uh, of a dream vortex. Um, and they show her in the episode where where everyone goes to sleep as dream is captured. And mm-hmm. um, Um, And you think it's just something, a casual fact that's related to just that one episode permeates pretty much the entire series down the line of what, like episode seven or eight, whatever it was with the dream, where where they started with the dream vortex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Expert storytelling. Um, So, you know, I I think you get a little bit of anthology along with your serial, you know? Um, Yeah. So I think I'm okay with how they're doing what they're doing. Um, I, I definitely want more. Like they've they've more than earned, you know. And I love that. You know, I hope this is a sign of things to come for Netflix, where, you know, it seems like they're they're angling more towards more quality and less quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they're doing that, like The Gray Man was a great was it was a fun, silly, ridiculous. Movie that wasn't connected to anything came and went, did what it needed to do. Um, Chris Evans and and uh, what's his name? Oh god, um, Gosling, Gosling, thank you. And 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 Ryan Gosling absolutely killed it in that movie. And you know, I don't need a sequel, it was fine, it was good. (laughs) Um, so likewise with this, you know, I hope that they're that this is a sign of more quality coming down the pipeline yeah definitely and then uh finally D'Angelo?
3: yeah I mean it's been said we want we all want season two of Sandman in whatever form it comes, whether it be um, uh, so I
1: get murdered <laughs>
3: <laughs> we want it in every form that it comes, whether it be uh anthology or serial drama um but i think i worry more about the idea of Warner of warner brother discovery maybe trying to pull it onto hbo from netflix because it is a dc property and who knows when they when they what the contract was before this new company formed so that's more of a behind the scenes industry worry but it's totally I think Netflix will renew it. I think they are t- probably just needing to work out bigger deals because it is a DC story and we see now that it's got potential to be a big hit. I mean, it is a hit in terms of uh as far as Netflix goes. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. no, this could be their flag their their, their hope for a flagship show which I think they've been looking for it for a while. So, if they, yeah. if they can if they don't fumble the bag with the in in keep keep it from getting up to HBO Max, something like that, they might actually have it. Um I think, it's yeah, fine if
2: it goes, I think it's fine if it goes to HBO Max. It just needs to maintain the level of quality that they're that they're currently and I mean I think they also like they've seen what happens when when meddling happens. So hopefully mm-hmm. you know with new management in 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 the chair, hopefully it, it, and it seems like they're gonna just let people do what they do. And you know, not really metal, god willing. Um, so yeah, I think w- whether it's on HBO, I'm, I, I think it should stay on Netflix, I agree with you. But I mm-hmm. think if it shovels over to HBO, HBO Max, as long as it maintains the level of quality that it's been established for season one, I think it's fine.
3: Yeah, I agree. Great
0: facts, facts, oh. facts. All right, well, once again, it's blurred lines, and we are out. The